I got to was that. And then I guess Rosemary's Baby, although he was in that though, but Polanski directed that, right? Polanski did direct it. But Cassavetes was in it. I'm a, I watched a movie with him the other night called Mikey and Nikki. Mm-hmm. Oh man, good shit. Good shit. What's the movie Cassavetes did where, or not Cass, it wasn't even Cassavetes, it was. Why am I running him and Roman Polanski together? But it's a Polanski movie. It has Donald Pleasance in it. It's like a home invasion movie where they're like in this big ass house. Um, it's kind of a comedy, a little bit too, a little bit of that vibe in it. I forget now. Trying to figure this thing out here. <laughs> I, I, I ain't got time for this. <laughs> Let me figure this thing out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about this fucking dumb bullshit, man. Movies are pretty stupid, but of all the things that are waste of time, movies is like the the least, the least worst. best. Yeah, yeah, I did. Let's see. Oh fucking hell! Nothing ever fucking works. Let me get my. Shit set up. Yo, 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 yo. Hey, 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 oh, hey. Whoa, here we hey. go. Sorry. What's up, Aaron? Sorry. You no, it went into my it went to my spam folder. So that's why I didn't see it. Sorry about that. Damn, dude. What if real life was like that? What if someone <laughs> approached approached you and there it's like just something that sorted them into spam? That would be pretty yeah. tough. Everybody yeah. pass on the street just like when I lived in Vegas, the thing that people would do that like uh, were promoting the cat houses and stuff, they everybody knows that they do the little flick sound with the flyers and try to like, yeah. kind of aggressively put them in your face. It'd probably be like that, except for, hey, have you ever thought about how to make your dick bigger? And they would flip the brochure <laughs> and just like stuff it in your face. Like every five steps, it'd be somebody doing that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I feel- I feel like that might be the future. Uh, there might well aren't there already apps and shit for people to do like little tasks and stuff like that. Except uh, this time you'll be contracted by an advertising company to uh, to uh, I guess pass people out uh, uh ads and flyers and stuff like that. Man, I mean that kind of already is Her, like if you think yeah, you know, it's, it's basically like turn yourself into a walking ad for money. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it would be. It's like the gig economy goes to marketing. You know, so instead of something at least useful like Uber or like DoorDash or something, it's just like you get contracted out to just go and be like aggressive, like upselling people on like dick pills. And oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like uh, supplements and shit that don't even work. Yeah. Well, yeah. are there like app services? Dude, I bet there is where you can like hire bodyguards by app. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like hire your own personal mercenaries or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go to the club. It'll be called like Janissary. J-A-N-S-R-Y <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, with all the vowels taken out. Yeah, you just hire your own mercenaries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that yeah. What if you what if contract killing hits the gig economy? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you just take like some French Foreign Legion type motherfuckers and like, <laughs> you know, like instead of driving for Grubhub or something like you hire them to go kill somebody. Yeah, it is or, like an app, like a good, good or hire them for Grubhub. Actually, that'd be funnier. French Foreign <laughs> Legion guys doing Grubhub. 
<laughs> It'd be like, what are your skills? Uh, marksman can fly a helicopter, drive a tank. Uh, <laughs> I invent country. <laughs> that would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> just an international mercenary, and now he just has to come to America and join the gig economy. It just feel like uh, like Henry Hill at the end of Goodfellas, like a schmuck. Has <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. to live, live a boring life now, mm-hmm. or just not a boy. You know, just a regular ass, whatever. The regular life of a mercenary out of work. Right, which. <laughs> Man, me and Tom, before you got on, we were talking about Drake. We we're doing a, we were doing a comprehensive um, retrospective of the act mm. of the uh, actor and musician known as Drake. The funniest thing about the song "Underground Kings" is that the line, the song starts off with the line, "Rich off a mixtape, got rich off a mixtape." It's like. <laughs> That's pretty tight. Like, I think that's pretty hilarious that he's just like, no, I actually didn't do Degrassi. Like, that wasn't me. You know, yeah, we erased that. We erased that from history. I wasn't at all. Yeah. I wasn't a child star. I was rich off a of mixtape. Rich off a of mixtape. <laughs> Rap. The line I was thinking about, Tom, is rapping bitches, rapping bitches, bitches, and rapping, rapping, and bitches until all of it's. <laughs> dude like that that's like when you get big enough as like a rapper right and i guess you could say any artist but like specifically in rap where you don't even have a go i guess you have a ghostwriter but you're just like just spitting straight nonsense man it's no longer about the lyricism at this point it's just like a beat for you to drive to at night you know or to get ready to to go to the party if you're with your boys you know what i mean it's just yeah. really impressive man he can Is do it, that. was drake ever um rumored to have a ghostwriter yeah, that's why. Uh, what was his name? <laughs> what was the ghostwriter's name? The dude that had one leg. What's it's, his name? It's like this guy literally wrote his own song and like gave it to Drake, and Drake just doesn't even read the lyrics. And like that's what the song was. <laughs> rich Alpha mixtape got rich Alpha mixtape. There's doesn't even pay attention to the lyrics. No, it's just because like everybody knows it's gonna be a banger. It's new Drake. That's it. With oh man. I'm getting back to my weight. <laughs> Show yourselves, cowards. Dude, I thought like the funniest thing ever. I thought like the funniest. I was trying to think of who the funniest Batman would be. And it's got to be Drake, bar none. Drake as Batman would be pretty fucking funny. Yeah. yeah. Would he still be like, would he still be like a, he'd still be like a music artist though, right? So instead of being like a playboy billionaire by day, he's like a rapper by day and like a vigilante by night. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> it's like the whole Bruce Wayne story just kind of get turns upside down a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Adam West had like quippy. The Adam West era had like quippy, uh, like quippy sayings before he like fucked the villains up instead of like, like Drake. Like on a PS like <laughs> popping up on the screen. <laughs> dropping Drake. <laughs> Rapping in bitches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Little Wayne is Robin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> God damn. I can imagine that. Man, Drake is a guy that uh like I've loved much of his output, but as a as a person, I just it's just it's like he's a guy that really benefits from being rich and famous. Yeah. I'll yeah, just say yeah. that. 
Yeah. <laughs> which, you don't like, like Well, it's not that. There's just a lot of things that aggravate me about him. And mm-hmm. what could I say about him that Pusha T hasn't already pointed out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And more viciously. <laughs> many times Way so more viciously. But, yeah. The thing yeah, is, I'm is not... he's, he's like kind of cringe. I mean, he is. And that, and like he tries to like be self-aware about it and like own it and like be charming about it, but it just doesn't work. Like he used it to. can't work is, for too long because the, then he starts doing the going to, uh, you know, catch bodies and stuff. Yeah, we catch bodies and stuff. After thinking about this girl, like over this whole like half of this album, you know, I mean, like there's like, you know, there's definitely a dichotomy, but it's just you're right, Tom. It doesn't work for too long, you know? Yeah. The thing is, is it doesn't. That only works when you're young. Like that yeah. kind of like he's a grown ass man. <laughs> After a certain age, there's like a kind of charm that does not trade mm-hmm. currency any longer. People are like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like hearing Jay Z rap about being a drug dealer at as a fifty something year old billionaire married to Beyonce. It's just like, yeah, it's like, okay, sure, but <laughs> sure, we'll we'll take it. That has the disbelief, sure. But that hasn't been you for so long, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is something we've talked about on the show before, like. At what point do you cast aside like your sort of class identities? Like when your mm. class station objectively changes. Uh yeah. Right? You know, like mm. I like like you know, I don't and I don't want to be too critical of like athletes or musicians or anything like that, but like you know, when like Obama makes the call to Chris Paul and LeBron during the the bubble and it's like they just kind of fall in lockstep with what he wanted out of that whole situation. Yeah. Mm. And then LeBron pulls like a hillbilly move like what i or me or tanya would say well i you know i grew up poor and da, 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 da. it's like actually my man at this point you've been a exorbitantly wealthy athlete for longer than you ever the kid from akron you know what i mean yeah, yeah. at what point and that's always going to inform your world and your politics i get that but at what point do you like acknowledge that your class interests have just have changed just out of just osmosis but it just happens you know what i mean because you're a billionaire it's got to it's got to be like your proximity to like like other not just like famous people, but like in terms of like even political power, like somebody like Obama, like if Obama's hitting you up on the phone, your personal phone, like that's like a realm. That's seductive. Of like, yeah. Yeah. And that's like a realm of like just like this, like kind of different society that like ninety nine point nine percent of people just never experience, you know. So at that point, you just got to own up like, yeah, I just got a text from Obama, you know, saying wishing me good luck tonight at the game. Like, I can't, I mean, sure, you could be like, I'm Jenny from the block, but that's not a, that doesn't seem to like, a, you know, like a, be born out so much, man. Talking to the president, yeah. you know, somebody else. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I think about that all the time because like I, I've, I have done that defensively before. If somebody like criticized something I said or a position mm-hmm. I had, I'd be like, you didn't, you didn't grow up how I grew up. And it's like, well, but I can't in good conscience just act like I'm fucking cold smudged, you know, hicking. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're saying there's like a line. But I don't know. I'm, a, I'm asking like what, like, 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 I guess. Like, when does it tilt where like your your latest class position? Like sort of nullifies, you know, like where you started in life, I guess. It's mm-hmm. weird you know I mean? because like among the political class, it's like a virtue now to be like, you know, of the dirt, like yeah. hard right. scrabble, like whatever, 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Um, because it gives you it gives you validity, like whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, you're like a, like you're a politician of the people. Right. Instead of being like a member of like this, like what Trump would call the swamp or just this like elite, you know, did you make you more relatable. So assumably that did y'all see that uh, article in the Vanity Fair? Um, I wrote it this morning or uh, I read it this morning and I was like fucking blown away by it. It was really good. But it's inside the new right where Peter Thiel is placing his biggest bets. And Mm -hmm. it's crazy because like all of these like quote unquote like new right people on the sort of like Thiel adjacent right. I guess you could like classify them broadly under the term of like nationalist. Maybe yeah, even monarch- national conservatism, national. Yeah, conservatism, maybe even like maybe even like monarchist. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like <laughs> pro um, Christian American values, like pro family, mm-hmm. like the Blake Masters guy wants to pass a law that like or yeah, I think he like wants to make it to where every household can survive off one income to sort of like foster, you know, like the breadwinning yeah like a nuclear like a reversion to a nuclear family again type shit exactly and like they all are they're all trying to do the exact same shit though that like the the media like bernie adjacent left has been doing for like the last five or six years like they're all of the intellectual upper middle class you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying like they all have arrived at these ideas through pure theoretical reason like either in college or because of like social pressures in college shaped the mm-hmm. way that they see the world and everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But like they they are all at the end of the day, like trying to be like hard scrabble. Like, yeah. isn't that like our boy J.D.? I mean, J- isn't it like, somebody like oh, that? He's yeah. the perfect example. He's the perfect <laughs> yeah. example of like he's sort of is- the progenitor of this light of strain in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. But, but it seems like it seems like on the right now, like JD is an interesting case because it's like on the one hand, you know, there's like s- comments of him like talking ill of Trump resurfacing. So he's like got to straddle the line between this like new intellectual right and like this guy from the dirt. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah, weird. Kyle, Kyle, I mean, called Trump the uh, he could be the American Hitler and that. Yeah, court yeah. endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's the same thing we were saying, like with Jay Z, man. You know what I'm saying? Or with anybody who you can't, like, at some point, you can't keep claiming, or I mean, in some cases, it's not even true. You can't keep claiming that you're from the block, you know? Yeah. You got to straddle this, uh, this, this fine line between, uh, believable and, I guess, accessible, you know? Uh-huh. But still, somebody, somebody would want to vote for, you know? I don't know. Or listen I, to I haven't read this uh that vanity fair that you're talking about is written by a friend of the show james pogue here but i've not read i've not read it yet but like that line they're not maga they're not QAnon. it's kind of it's kind of interesting because i've been trying to think of a way to like like all that stuff is sort of for all intents and purposes kind of dead right like i mean mm. like QAnon has kind of jumped the shark when they're like they're in shooting satan's dna in us like with new stuff <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> like I right. think to some degree most people of that vein have kind of recovered from that era mentally a little bit. Like when it was within a range of believable, I think it was seductive, even though it's never really been within a range of believable that JFK Jr. <laughs> was gonna come back. But there was like a, a lot of stuff that were like, you know, just 
I guess what would you call them? Uh, what do you call it? Like just uh, you know, like these fringe, like like no, no, like not coincidences, uh, but just like uh, what do you call them? Like there. serendipitous? Yeah, like those, just like these kinds of things that, like, I guess you know, we're like. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like all you talking, you talking about, you mean like all of these like conditions, like it was fortuitous that this happened because all the conditions that were kind of aligned to like make these groups. Is that what you're talking about, Connor? So, sort of a little bit. Anyway, mm-hmm. it, it's just interesting that I, it's it's what's happening with the right and what kind of shape it's taken now. And out of like, it, it's funny that any sort of even quasi intellectual movement at all could come out of the ashes of QAnon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, that's a really good point, man. Cause like, I think since like, for whatever people want to say about January 6th, I do think there's been like, I suppose Trump really like, what does the right do? You know? So it's like, you're right, Tom, the QAnon folks, I guess those are all like the heavy anti-vaxxers, but it doesn't feel like it's like as concentrated in something like Q, you know? Or maybe it's turning into something else. I don't know. But well, then you have these. Yeah. Right. The thing is, the distinction here, I wouldn't say that this group grew out of QAnon. I'd say that they mm-hmm. kind of like have run parallel to them. The people mm-hmm. highlighted in this piece, they're not like the true believers. These are not like yeah. the QAnon people who literally believe Hillary Clinton was executed in Guantanamo <laughs> Bay or whatever. These are people that are like us. In the mm-hmm. sense that they're intellectuals and they spend way too much time online. And so mm-hmm. a lot of them, most of them, what I mean by intellectuals is they went to college. They had they went to college. They okay, had the okay. experience of going to a university or small. <laughs> yeah, not that we're so goddamn smart or anything. <laughs> exactly. No, no, no. <laughs> like upwardly mobile educated people or whatever. Yeah. That's exa- yeah. that's exactly what it is. But like <laughs> I do feel like American college is a unique social experience and it serves a, a purpose of like class disorganization. And so mm-hmm. like and college, like if you track what happened in like the last 20 years or so, like all of the millennials, like the people, the children of like Gen X and boomer generation, they were all sold the lie of college and et cetera, et cetera. And like, you know, the numbers of, enrollment was like higher than it had ever been or something like that and um like i think that like being in college during like 9 11 2003 in the iraq war the 2008 financial you know crash the election of obama like it it created a very specific like sort of the seeds of very of a of a few sort of social movements in America. It's like culture. a petri dish where all the conditions, yeah. like through what, like I guess, like millennials or like you know, like what coming off of Gen X went through, and you had these two kind of now opposing, and you could also call that flowering out of Obama, but you have these now two opposing kind of like intellectual, very online media spheres. You know what I mean? But it's yeah. not like. It doesn't seem to have, I mean, nah, I can't say that. I was going to say it doesn't seem to have any political clout or power, but that's not true because, like, I mean, like, it seems like on the one hand, yeah, you do have, like, you know, like, I guess, libs of TikTok type of shit, but it also seems like this just is trickling to the people that don't readily seem, I mean, they're insane, but they're not, like, embedded in the QAnon shit, you know? I guess it'll be people like J.D. Vance, I guess, is a perfect Well, let me, or, let me ask know. this. Let me ask this. Hmm. So, I mean, because you brought up the lives of TikTok thing, and mm. it's, uh, you know, pertinent at the moment. But like Terrence, I mean, where would you classify 
like the DeSantis people and all those stuff. Is this what James is talking about or is sort that like a whole separate thing? Sort mm. of. I mean, like they feed off each other. These people are in some ways even beyond critical race theory stuff like these people. I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say because like as James points out in the article, like J.D. Vance has said in some places, culture war is class warfare. So like they mm. see waging a culture war against like Disney or CRT or whatever as a form of like class warfare because they're they're cl they're doing it though in a kind of like vanguardist way. They're basically mm. saying like we're fighting on behalf of the working man and woman who like doesn't want these like values of uh of uh Pro LGBTQ and you know what I mean? Like, and woke capital, woke capital woke basically capital as well. Like That'll that. tell you who you can associate with or what opinions you can have at work, which gives it the economic class quality to it. Because it's no longer culture. This affects how your family, your coworkers, your job and all that shit, you know? Yeah, they they basically. So, man, I'm not going to do his article justice, but um, but basically these people do support the DeSantis approach and obviously they want Trump support and stuff like that, but they're thinking even more long-term like they're mm -hmm. thinking, for example, like what would it necessitate? Like what like political economic events would need to occur for our society to actually reflect those values. And so they think most of them, I think this is the theme he's kind of going at throughout the article is that many of them keep coming back to this idea of like a dictatorship, a monarchy, a coup. They need some sort of, I mean, obviously, cause like even the left asks these questions, like, okay, if we were going to get to a point where we could overthrow the government, how would we even do that? Like, what would that even look like? And, but like, most people, when they ask that question, are in a kind of upper middle class intellectual, went to college, so you know, class. And so, like, right on the left, um, obviously, people on the left have that question, but and and then, like, they say, you know, there's all kinds of different interpretations. You need a dictatorship of the proletariat, you need the working class to organize and create either Soviets or you know communes mm -hmm. or whatever but them on the right like these people are kind of looking at it from that same sort of vanguardist position and saying like well if the QAnon people really want what they want like how can we help them get it you know what i'm saying yeah they're not as like they're not as like into the metaphysical shit of QAnon so much like they don't really talk about like like QAnon was kind of like a uh you know, it was kind of like a millenarian cult. Like they really thought mm. that JFK Jr. was going to come back and like, you know, institute the new, uh, you know, so, right. So you're, saying, you're saying that you're saying that these people. So you're saying that these people like this, like this, like kind of elite class of like this new right, whatever. They're like cynical about this. Right. They're only like, I guess, throwing money into like maybe candidates or movements like these astroturf kind of movements that. It sort of it sort of feels like a tea party thing that could sort of be happening, you know, or maybe that's maybe that kind of thing. Never. The tea party definitely went away, but that it's repeating itself sort of, you know. Yeah. 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 And the thing is, the difference is, is like you could take Christopher Rufo and Libs of TikTok as the two examples, even though I don't think either of them are even mentioned in this article. Because I feel like Rufo is kind of adjacent. He's definitely, you know, up there along with like J.D. Vance and Blake Masters mm -hmm. or whatever. He's kind of like I have to assume that he's very cynical. 
Like these are all into, like I'm saying, these are all college educated people. They're cowards at heart. They have just like us. I mean, including <laughs> the rest yeah, of yeah, us, yeah, cowards yeah, at heart. Yeah, 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 exactly. They have no real convictions, mostly yeah. because they're, I mean, we're a little bit different. I mean, mm-hmm. but like they have no real convictions because all of their ideas were arrived at through like reasoning, rationale, the triangulation yes. of other people, you know, how much they can trigger certain types of people, like mm-hmm. what gets them yeah. accepted through various doors, mostly in college and in the years after college. Mm-hmm. And so like they're all cynical people. Uh, just because the Vanguard class usually always is. But like the libs of TikTok, she's kind of like a foot soldier, even though she is also actually like of the elite, because isn't she like a slumlord or something? She, she's a real, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's, I was about to say the real estate, but she's a slumlord. Exactly. Terrence. Uh, but no, she's like, yeah, she's of that same milieu. But then this is what. So this is the thing, man, is that this is where the left is such a differentiation, because like the left or whatever you could say constitutes the left. It does mirror that def- definite intellectual sort of like class, whatever you were saying, like like people like us, people in the left media sphere, right? That are like way too much into the shit. But like it doesn't seem like there there are any political like avatars or anyone that we could channel that. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, I guess AOC, I guess the squad. But uh-huh. if we're talking about the other side, you got like Ron DeSantis, you got JD Vance who's running. I mean, even Marjorie Taylor Green. Where That's would she point. be on that? Marjorie Taylor Green is a seems to me a true believer, but then I don't know, you know. You're right, because even the few that we do have, we all accept them sort of like just reluctantly. Like you even saw this like <laughs> this week, like Bernie was like there was like someone just floated this rumor, like maybe someone associated with the campaign was like he might run again in 2024. Most people were like, That's absurd. It's about to be real yeah. weekend at Bernie's probably does, probably not a good idea. But. So like they but they all you're right. They all kind of accept their sort of avatars for that. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. They're probably also I don't know. The portrait that they paint in this article is like these are all, you know, deeply craven people, just like the libs, yeah. just like anybody else. Like they are mostly yeah. concerned with clout and popularity and like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I know like exactly the guy, saying, like but... it talks a lot about that Curtis Yarvin dude who's like Mincius Moldbug or whatever. Moldbug, <laughs> you guys know who he is? <laughs> no, nah, no. Nah. He was like a... a really popular blogger on the right for a long time mm. and, and like just used to just used to write like a lot of white nationalist shit. Now it goes on Tucker and stuff and like mm. kind of, um, you know, uh, not only say censors, but kind of like is more careful in, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's trying to pivot back. He's trying to pivot back to something that's not as fringe and trying to be more appealing. I mean, it's still as fringe, but it's appealing, though. Right. Uh-huh. I guess the people. Right. We're supposed to be. Well, that yeah. was my that was my I, I guess my question a little bit is like, well, who are their standard bearers then mm. in this way? If like, is it DeSantis? Is it? It's it's, it's it's I want to talk a little bit about this, but it's like is Trump kind of passe now. Is he losing steam? Is Mag? Where's what's the state of MAGA today? Dark would, MAGA, man. Did yeah. you guys hear about that shit? There, where it's kind of like what you were saying, Terrence. Even though what these people always wanted was an authoritarian daddy figure, like I don't know what what a pol- dark MAGA as opposed to what like MAGA light. Like, come on. But apparently now there's this MAGA twist now where it's explicitly authoritarian. You know, like this is what these people want. So yeah, they're kind of the monarchist. Uh, they're falling in line with that shit too. Huh. Well, I th- that's the thing. Like, I kind of assume that they're sort of, you know, they're willing to feed off of 
Trump's potential success in mm. 2024. Mm. But I'm not I wouldn't say that they're necessarily enthusiastic about him. About I guess him. They, yeah. They, they yeah, see him true. kind of as more of a means to an end, whereas QAnon sees him as the end itself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's the that's kind true. of difference between the two. Now that I think. That's the that's the cynicism. That's the cynicism. And they actually believing in it. That's yeah, you're right. You're right. We right. sometimes frame the, the right as being in perfect lockstep. I mean, there's even the, the like the phrase that like republicans condition their leaders and democrats condition their voters mm. but really and truly the right is in total disarray too perhaps the only reason that they stay in power is because the the left is just that bad you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. i saw the thing today the reason i bring this up is i saw the thing today about mcconnell uh having said that the democrats are going to take care of the bastard forest talking about trump and oh uh, yeah i saw that all those things and it's like Really and truly, if you had a, a semi-competent left with a semi-coherent vision of the future, like you would just you would be banishing these people to the dustbin of history. But because like the best we could come up with is a skeleton for in like national mainstream politics and Biden and just like the most feckless, ineffectual people bookending him, like you really let a very marginal sort of piss weak movement flourish. Yeah. 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 I mean, and that's the thing too, is that if, even if, even if Republicans aren't in lockstep or the right, I guess, isn't in lockstep, like they at least seem to have some like cohesive or to them cohesive long-term goal. Right. Like, it's like you were saying, Terrence, they're like, how can we set up all of these pieces on the chessboard to like get to where we want to get to, you know? Yeah. But, I don't know if it's like you were saying, Tom, that like the left is so ineffectual or also like liberals in office don't have any long term goals. You know, like they don't seem to have a long term ideological project, whereas the right like they're like, no, we want to like radically transform this country or really make this country more of what it already is, to be honest. You know, right. Well, all I'm saying is that if you take it just like do a little like a little accounting of what the left looks like. You have like the do it at the ballot box liberals. You have like the nascent Bernie left. You have some people to the left of that, some people that are kind of sympathetic to that, but a little bit more to the right of it. Mm. And, you know, not a ton of variety in there. And then you look at the right and it's like you have people that believe in dragon DNA and vaccines. <laughs> you have you have Mitch McConnell who just goes whichever way the wind blows in a sort of, you know, even though he's not the president, the standard bearer yeah. probably of mainstream Republicans. Yeah. And then you got your Rand Paul's and like uh, Mitt Romney, you got and John dude. McCain's, the Mavericks that always vote with the rest <laughs> of them, but like grandstand about not being like the rest of them. Yeah. yeah. And it's like you look at it and it's like you would think if 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 you just had again, if you just had a coherent vision of the future, like what is the left? And when I say the left, I'm not just talking about like leftists or radicals or whatever I'm talking about mm. on the center and the right part of talking about liberals too, who mostly occupy mainstream politics. Like what, what is it that you want? Mm, and I yeah. don't think they could answer that in the affirmative, which ones, which group, just the like, left the left, in like the left, which includes like whether it's like a communist anarchist or somebody who's like a left liberal, even sympathetic to the left. Right. Right. Yeah. Tom, that's what you mean. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a good question, man. Well, there's certainly no I mean, that's I don't know. And I don't say that as a judgment either, because I, I don't know either. I'm just saying, like, I just don't say I, I don't think we've come up with that necessarily. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. I think we make strides. I think it's like a lot of it is like, well, like the unionization of Amazon and Starbucks and these different service sectors and stuff like that is definitely a positive sign. And I'm not shitting on that at all, but I feel like, um, you know, like that is like, uh, those are good signs, but not necessarily pointed toward any sort of like longer term project. That no, the, the thing is, is that these, these kind of right wingers are now trying to embrace that. Like, we a few weeks ago we read that compact mag or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Like, well, they yeah. had an article on there just like about how the unions had been kneecapped and stuff. Like, these are people that are looking for a more. It's crazy because in 2017, the the for, sort of like future of America that they want, we kind of thought was relegated to these sort of small you know, right-wing neo-Nazi groups like Traditionalist Workers Party. Remember them? Yeah, Identity, yeah, right, right, right. Identity yeah, yeah. Europa, like Richard Spencer yeah. and stuff. Like these people, like their ideas have kind of been now um, sucked up by the, because those people were also mostly intellect. I mean, Richard Spencer, obviously, like I think yeah. he's got like a master's or something like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, yeah. like, um, but like this is kind of the newest uh, iteration of it but it's now backed by peter till and yeah. i think that like part of the reason why and why that's kind of scary is like a lot of these silicon valley guys have visions of the future like they have very clear like ideas about how they want to see their future shaped because many of them have also sort of you know drank from that same ideological well of like innovators are going to have to see us into this next phase of humanity, whether it's post-capitalism, whatever. And I'm sorry, even leftist thinkers have contributed to that. Like, I love the fucking Mars trilogy book by Kim Stanley Robinson. Mm-hmm, but like mm-hmm. in, in that book, like there is no, you know, it, he cannot really even envision a future in which there aren't some benevolent overlords who a like patrician class. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that may be true. I don't know. I mean, that, that I, I really don't know. But I do know that like these these powerful people who do have these visions are starting to now put it to use in more than just sort of like abstract ways. Like and I think Teal is now starting to bring a lot of them under the same like this guy's worth eight billion dollars. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, you know, yeah, these people definitely have like this. Like, I mean, they're they're futurists, right? But it's just like what kind of future as opposed to the one that, what you know, that the left yeah. mean? What does that mean? Yeah, I, it's a word that yeah. I've seen. I don't even we even have it, I think, is our <laughs> bio yeah, futuristic. I'm not yeah, even yeah. sure I mean, what it means necessarily. I mean, like, I don't man, I should I should like there's I know that the Nazis, uh, for example, they had like a very like they had a futurist like tendency to them, but it seems like it would be inherently like left wing or progressive or hopeful right but i don't think that's necessarily true i guess it's supposed to be about like the the progression of like human continuity but like these people are futurists but they also like have ideas that would take us into the past you know what i'm saying so it's like how do you reconcile that how do you reconcile like these like fucking like or it seems like uh, their vision is like almost like a kanye west-esque vision where we're going to have a lot of like pretty cool innovative nice things but like the billionaire class is going to rule over all of us. They might be a yeah. little bit nicer, but still yeah. it's a patrician it, class. It does, it does seem like they, at least on the right, like the intellectual class in the on the right is now starting to probably come. And there are outliers, obviously, like McConnell and stuff, but that's because those guys are incredibly 
powerful and egotistical at once. Like these people are incredibly mm. egotistical, but they don't have a lot of power yet. Mm. And so, you know, I'm talking about like JD Vance and Blake Masters and whatever. Right. So it's like, uh, it just seems to me that like Till is now starting to, I don't know. I feel like he's probably the one that's, because I think the thing that you heard the longest time when we were growing up was Coke Brothers. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Damn Coke yeah. Brothers. We can't let the Coke yeah. Brothers get a hold of this. They can cause <laughs> yeah. untold damage. Now it's like, now it's like the crypto bros, man. They're like the crypto bros and like the, uh, with the little dabbling a little bit in race science or some shit like that. They're the ones supplanting, like, uh, I guess the, the old guard, man, like the Koch brothers and shit. Yeah. It's crazy to think about because there is nothing similar on the left. Um, you know, I don't know really what that means, if that's a good or a bad I mean, thing. The, maybe it's the, a good the, thing. The, I don't you know. Well, I mean, Let's like, talk about money, like in that <clears throat> sense. Yeah, because, exactly. Because here's, here's, here's something interesting that I know because it's like, and this, and, and rightfully so, like the left reviles the sort of patrician class money in a way that the right does it. Like, cause think about this. Could you imagine what a leftist movement with unlimited resources would look like versus the right could have that because they have the Peter Tills, they have the JD Vance's, uh, ostensibly they have the Elon Musk and so forth of the world. Like in a world that values he who has the gold makes the rules, mm. that's a formidable opponent. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you're if you're if your base assumption is that like we we want to not. I don't want to say reject. I mean, we don't. And I am in, not. I am. Yeah. I am not endorsing the left embrace billionaires when I say that. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, but you're exactly. You're asking a point that is. I mean, a th- point that is interesting. It's like how how do you combat a bottomless well of money? Exactly. That's, if you oppose bottomless that, wells of money, exactly. The, yeah, like, that's that, the thing. Yeah. That's what I was thinking yeah. about reading this thing. Like. I mean, honestly, like it's hard to do this show, honestly, sometimes mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. like you just don't want to talk about shit. And it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, people are like rich off podcasts, but most of it goes to the fucking IRS. It's like yeah. a, lot of, a, lot of times, yeah. a lot of times I just want to fucking quit. And then I like read an article like this and I'm like, none of these motherfuckers are ever racked with those feelings because they're so flush. You know yes. what I'm saying? Like, yes. no, we do pretty good on the show. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I'm just yeah, saying, yeah. No, like, I'm not bitching about that. Scale yeah. it up to millions yeah. and millions of multi, you know, multipliers, yeah. and they're like, of course, they're just gonna keep. Like, they don't have to ever worry about. And that's the kind of. It's like a bunch of motherfuckers mad at Hassan, uh, what Packer for wearing a Gucci yeah. fucking bowling for shirt. The, yeah, for wearing the You know what I mean? And these and the and our opponents have no hangups about that shit. Oh, they don't give a <laughs> shit, bro. Like they could, they could, like they could, like wear like you know a, a multi thousand dollar suit while like walking around with like you know like working class people. And there's no like there's no cognitive dissonance, right? But because there's no there's like no starting point in which to like do battle i guess yeah 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 because they're gonna be like what you hate money what do you hate money you know like you like everybody should have money everybody should be rich you know what i'm saying they're operating off of this like you know temporarily embarrassed meal i'm talking about like i guess like the people that believe in that shit right like the people that would eat up like you know what i'm saying like this new right you're talking about there are people on the right that do or on the left that do feel the same way uh, in fact, they founded the organization Black Lives Matter. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. Did yeah. you see the video of them going around this week? Nah, like someone had taken a, a video of them at like the one year anniversary of the George Floyd uh, killing. And they were like mm. toasting each other and stuff like, you know, having a, a fun time. Jesus, like, man. like I'm like, 
it's really bleak. I've just, I don't know, man. I've been feeling bleak as fuck this week. And, you know, no you really, know what? no real way out of it either. Just because, like, I feel like there's been several pieces that came out that kind of revealed that there's that Vanity Fair thing. Mm. And then there was that Washington Post thing about the libs of TikTok. Mm. Like, they, there's these pieces that came out that kind of like revealed the infrastructure that like knit together is the right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's just like, how the fuck do you compete with that? Like, that's the first thing that comes to mind. The second thing is like, are we losing? And it's like, they're convinced that we are actually winning. They tell their people that obviously like they yeah. know, obviously. Well, they, well, they got to make us seem like we're winning, but like, you know, uh, we're weak at the same time. Right. You know what I'm saying? But you, you have me thinking about it too. I think the problem is that like, sure. The right, like not everybody is always in lockstep, but when it comes to legislation, right. When it comes to actually like, putting these ideas like you know into law and like affecting like the reality of the social reality of the world right there's never like i'm thinking about joe biden congratulating amazon for unionizing right but you know you look at it and there's like well there's things that he could have done or he can do to make it easier right uh-huh. for unionization to happen so on the quote left this time you were saying broad left like at the minute that like something comes up from the grassroots it's always stopped and stymied by either a group like Black Lives Matter or either by the Democratic Party itself. On the right, those ideas actually triple, trickle up and like from the culture, whether it's lives of TikTok, whatever, and social get media a boatload of cash behind yeah. it. Yeah, and they get cash behind it and they make it fucking legislation where on the left, like we're being stopped by like fucking octogenarians like Biden and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, honestly. Or like groups like BLM, I guess. It, it does. No, it really does suck because when you look at it that way, what happened in the last 10 years with the, is that there were sort of social movements of genuine like working class origin, like Black Lives Matter. And, and I even say Bernie, but that's not even that's that's more. I think that honestly, I think that was more of a cross class thing in the sense that like a lot of, you know, college educated people kind of joined in on that. But yeah. regardless, both of them were just picked clean. By this like larger NGO nonprofit world and also all this other stuff. But it's like, I think it's genuinely necessary for like the left, if it's going to continue, whether it's like the Amazon unionization stuff or even, you know, street mobilization and stuff, is that like anything that resembles an institutional form probably is a co-intel operation <laughs> yeah designed, it's already affected designed to take the knees out of that social movement before it can gain any traction or organization like bro, it's like the resident evil virus bro like how you know else do you exactly how the fuck else do you explain that like you had these massive like riots and protests last year or, you know two years ago like at the big, not to mention in the middle of a pandemic that we all thought like was at least going to unstable something and result mm-hmm. in some sort of social unrest. How does it not get channeled upwards into any kind of social change? The it only explanation like- there are, mm-hmm. I guess there are a few explanations. You could just say that the working class is deficient and will never be able to organize itself and institute any kind of change. And if you believe that, I don't know why the fuck you're still doing this. This, The only other the only other alternative is that it was from the very beginning targeted by the federal government and corporate power in these sort of like NGO nonprofit form or whatever to as you know, in like it was targeted for COINTEL operation for some sort of 
large scale counterinsurgency operation to demobilize it. And, it's, and that's the case, and, and which I do think that's the case. The problem is, is like, how do you stop that or do anything about it? You know what I mean? Like, man, I, I like you, you I've been thinking about this a lot. And I think I think about it all the time, but especially lately is like, you know, coming out of I mean, I guess we already had Biden. Right. Who said he wasn't going to defund the police. Right. But even coming out of that. Right. Somebody like Eric Adams, like New York City voted for a fucking cop. Right. Biden explicitly right. said, like, not going to defund the police. We're going to refund the police. Right. I remember on Amazon, on Netflix um, during the uprising, there was like it was happening in fucking real time. yo. And this is just culturally right. Or content creators like Amazon, um, like Netflix. But they had a Black Lives Matter category. Right. I remember right. That. And our, which the Lion King, for some fucking reason, was in that category. You know, even you're right, <laughs> like they even I guarantee you, they probably put Black Panther in there, which is like yeah, the message yeah. of it is literally like the CIA is OK. Yeah, dude, they're selling. Good. You can trust the feds that murdered Fred Hampton. (laughs) (laughs) Same people that murdered Fred Fred Hampton are the goodies now. (laughs) Bro, the Fred Hampton movie that came out, Judas and the Black Messiah, it was from the point of view of the fucking informant, right? So it's like they're selling, they're 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 mediating our struggle, whatever struggle it is, our struggle, this collective struggle, like back to us, knowing that we're complacent because we're not gonna do shit because. If you're watching the if you're watching Judas and the Black Messiah, a Netflix Black Lives Matter category, you're practicing some sort of activism, some sort of social justice by the content you consume. You know, dude, this is why I think that the left's only chance if it's to have an answer to J.D. Vance's like formulation, like culture war is class warfare. I do think that that message does resonate with some people. And that's what's scary about it. That's what I find very scary about it. And I've seen it, you know, just just by just from living in the small town I live in. You just like I do think that that has some resonance. If the left is going to have any chance of combating that, the only way it's going to present an alternative is to get extremely paranoid. I mean this literally. <laughs> it need we generally genuinely need yeah. to start casting a worldview that says like, all right, yeah. if the right says that all cultural culture is poison, the left should say the same thing. Look, it's all there to indoctrinate you. You don't. That's not even a stretch. Listen, look yeah. at all. That's, the that, that's just that's just, just yeah. the reality. That's just, yeah. Yeah, that is literally just her. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm no, saying. Like you can, like you the can right try. doesn't even believe it like that. You know what I mean? Because can, it, it it favors them, really. Ultimately, in the end. And oh, the yeah. thing is, is like the right can say, like, yeah, that indoctrinates you towards like transgender or queer or all these other things. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just saying that, like, yes, they're gonna fight on that terrain still, but the left can actually fight on that terrain because I do think hey, rather convincingly. Rather convincingly, because I do think it is convincing lore to say that, like, look, corporations in the federal government are out conspiring against and there's a real conspiracy. And (laughs) and let's not forget, friends, they're already getting out in front of it, like the liberals and the mainstream Democrats already get out in front of it. Disinformation, misinformation, all these things. They're trying to get out in front of it so they can cast you as a kook once we develop that mindset of like, like mainstreaming the idea of questioning and everything yes yo do y'all remember it was like this chart or something that some some lady created where it was um conspiracy theories that are the most believe, believable and plausible and then it goes up to like <laughs> conspiracy theories that are like like batshit insane which i think like what was included in the batshit insane they, one they, I they put, they put like... stuff that actually was <laughs> just objectively provable and true right it like exactly. just right under the craziest shit what, I, exactly I, 
I just want to respond, though, and say, like, because I understand how somebody could be listening to this and be like, well, that's going to be a lot of help. Look, people turn on each other and they rat each other out and kick each other out of movements and stuff like I don't think that that's not actually what I'm talking about. I'm talking Mm -hmm. about like a critique, a worldview that sees the larger sort of like liberal capitalist uh whatever you want to call it that on the right they call it the cathedral it says it's nerdy yeah. as fuck These are god nerds. that sounds so fucking dirty the cathedral yeah i'm saying like but it's gaining purchase and i don't know maybe it's not maybe you could say that the so, right the q people are still but i'm just saying the left can t- can convincingly say that there is something similar a larger a larger operation on, i mean it is the alex jones there is info <laughs> <laughs> But let me ask you a question, though, Terrence. Like, these these guys a... are becoming the info wars of the land. <laughs> let me ask you a question, though. Like, I I don't I don't know a lot about like um like left wing organizing in the United States during the Cold War, any of that shit. Right. But do y'all feel like there was like a point in time where the left did have this healthy skepticism that was unpolluted by like um like, you know, like guess what you were talking about, Terrence, like this sort of liberal like virus right the kind of takes over like actual like movements and kind of infects them and turns them into like you know do you think that that was ever really a thing or did it exist for a brief moment in time or like you know what i'm saying yeah definitely yeah, yeah. definitely i mean in pockets though there's not that's yeah. the problem with america it's just geographically massive and there's yeah. no there's never been a vehicle to knit all those like little pockets you know, there's never been a large sort of infrastructural yeah. organization or whatever that can knit those pockets together. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm thinking the Black Panthers, the, the YPO and shit like that. Well, yeah, there's yeah. even like the CIO, like the the yeah. was even started kind of as that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. On a broader but, scale, uh, yeah. I don't know, man. It's just I just I just really struggle with this stuff because like you see them saying this stuff and it's like. I do feel feel like that has a purchase and it can have a mass purchase potentially. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe people just let's see this stuff about Disney and the Rufo stuff that they put out about like Tanya and stuff. They just fucking mm. see all that and they say like, well, uh, who cares? You know, I, it doesn't affect mm. me. Maybe that's the case. But I do suspect that a lot of people that does resonate with people. And I'm just I think, it, I think worried it does that the left doesn't have a way to kind of like fight on that same terrain yeah. for <laughs> Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question like like this fascination with the Russians that really the the re fascination with the Russians. It probably didn't completely go away post Cold War, but like there was a point in time, I guess, probably around Trump where like, you know, it's like the Russian this and it's this started upticking and it's kind of crescendoed into the Ukraine situation. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's a possibility that that has to do with connected back to this disinformation campaign and trying to kneecap a nascent left that probably like borrows too much from like the Soviet aesthetic and all that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff. But like, do you think Mm -hmm. that I'm not saying like the war in Ukraine is was started because so that like us Democrats could fend off like a, a red scare. Anti-imperialist. Yeah. And anti-imperialist. But but I'm saying like, is it an unintended consequence or an unintended, like, net positive for them in that same way like i'm just wondering like where the russian fascination comes from all of a sudden because also too like i'm a tennis fan and like this thing the news this week that wimbledon is banning all russian tennis players from competing this year like they're in the war room with putin (laughs) fucking netflix was so committed to this shit 
that they had to post their first ever subscriber loss because they booted Russians from using their service. They fucking risked it all. They risked the bag for that. That's crazy. They risked it all to isolate the Russians. (laughs) I mean, you know, it's kind of like it is does feel like this, like, like, um, how can I say it? Like you have like, like the this russophobia but then also like this anti-left wing kind of thing because i mean i know it's just online right but i think that was like i think that was kind of indicative that you sometimes see it even echoed on msnbc like these russian bots right that the disinformation campaign i don't think it's just online when the all england England club is banning russian players exactly (laughs) the the queen is not online (laughs) yeah Yeah. but it's like yeah no, go ahead. Go ahead, go I, ahead just th- I just think it's insane in that case because the the number one player in the world, Daniil Medvedev, is Russian. Andre mm. Rublev is the number four player in the world. Like, there's mm. several players on the women's side that like Belarusians and Russians that are like there. And it's like, can you imagine having an Olympics and saying, LeBron James, you cannot play because uh, the U.S. invaded Iraq? Dude, it is yeah. crazy. Like, what the right wingers critique as like woke capital does exist in the sense that like okay it does exist because like these corporations are trying to um i guess open themselves up to new markets and you know yeah make themselves exactly. more marketable by taking these kind of ideological positions but and like, friendly to seem more friendly right, as well right right <laughs> but they i guess they've reached like a kind of market saturation where they can't attract it. like nobody who was not already on netflix was going to give a shit that they booted their russian subscribers so it's just it's like it seems like they're shooting themselves in their feet at this point and uh and i kind and that's kind that's why i've been curious to see kind of how the disney thing plays out because yes people said that this stuff has been going on since the 90s and it has but it definitely feels now like it's not so fringe anymore like the birches you know the birchers aren't the only ones saying this now it's people Mm. with the actual ability to sort of like confront them and like and i was reading that book you know you read that book uh, origin of capitalism and like you know a lot of this stuff like or originated in like various factions of like the powerful landed class going to bat with each other and uh and that's the kind of stuff that does kind of make you nervous it's like damn dude like um but at the but at the same time again in the like since that like everything that happens is so fucking stupid now like I don't think it would ever actually scale up to civil war because who the fucking who would ever yeah. fight that war? Yeah, who would? Like, yeah, there's never, over... like, ultimately, these people really want a coup and a dictatorship, but I don't think that like anybody's ever going to do that. Like, yeah, I think we would all rather engage in the battle we think we're going to engage in. And that's the appeal of social media and mm. why, like, I think every one of the people in this article, if they got what they actually wanted, they would have like a, either a complete meltdown or just you know, all commit suicide or something because they just don't know how what to do with their lives yeah. because so much of it is, you know, de- <laughs> I don't know, it's developed abstractly in opposition to other groups. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, no, man, it's like, it's like, I think you said it once, you know, like there's not going to be like, if anything, it's not going to be this great, like climactic, like war of good versus evil of like, you know, the left versus the right or anything like that. It'll probably just be like, you know, uh, little skirmishes and battles with cops and maybe militia groups while everybody sits at home and just sort of enjoys, like, engages in this, like, ideological culture war, you know? The theater. Without actually really. affecting... Yeah, the theater. theater. Yeah. Everybody yeah. loves yeah. the spectacle in the theater, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. 
Yeah, I mean, man. I mean, I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I struggle because it's like, again, like, I don't know. I kind of had a bad feeling in my stomach after reading that. And the only mm-hmm. reason I say, like, <laughs> I mean, I guess I, too, am sort of saying this cynically, like, mm-hmm. but I do also believe that, like, these are compelling stories. But, like, the right has been able to successfully you know, paint a portrait of a larger conspiracy. Yeah. A war on for your mind, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And you know know what? That's that's the thing about like people that I guess now you can't call them all conspiracy theorists because I guess conspiracy would imply that it's like um, it's like seems like widespread, like they just believe this shit generally now. Right. Like it's not something in the fringes anymore, like you were saying. But the thing about that is like the left could easily be like, yo, there's a real conspiracy, right? There's this conspiracy of capital, you know, but it seems like, I don't know, man. I'm just like, it seems it like doesn't maybe resonate. it doesn't resonate. It doesn't, but saying? I think the left is scared. I think sometimes the left and like, I'm thinking of liberals, especially too, like liberals are always terrified of like the way that other people, the right is going to react to what they have to say. Right. So they say everything in the mindset of like, okay, oh, the Republicans going to like me for this, for saying this is the right going to like me first. And like, it seems like even like whatever you call the socialist left, the Bernie type left, that even we have been like kind of like, no, I'm not kooky. I'm not I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not skeptical. You know, we even sort of adopt the self-policing instead of actually being like, no, we should be like fully fledged, like pa- paranoid in the sense like you're saying, Terrence, like, no, they're actually right. You know, they're like in- instead. I don't know. A healthy skepticism that says I wouldn't put it past them, but that doesn't yeah. devolve into like uh, <laughs> your great granddad was this, this and this and that. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I mean, I, I mean, know, that, I mean, that, some of that is warranted if like, you know, it's like a shitty person or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I don't know. I mean, you definitely got cranks on the left, man. But like those like it's like on the right like there are no cranks i guess there are all cranks like there's no differentiation anymore you know well the thing is is all we're talking ultimately at the end of the day is like an online space so Mm. it's like even if you talk about this like what the left needs to do is adopt a certain sort of uh, critical distance from the world and you know do this and don't do this it's like ultimately you're just policing like the rules of discourse in an online cybernetic it's it's hard and you come back right back around till yeah yeah so like i mean ultimately if you're really about that life if you're really about it you have to fucking just be a luddite completely you just have to destroy the fucking machines (laughs) i don't know how else to do it honestly because like i've been racking my brain obviously like no one's gonna give me the reins and say terrence figure out the left like tell us what to do but here you go do do something with it but (laughs) you do something with it terrence but terrence you think if like you think the thing is always like if you if like we all if it was possible everybody just like abandon like the left in the pursuit of its aims and like we all just abandon technology the thing is like Yo, like that libs of TikTok story was like really interesting because like this is an account that is not affiliated with any official organ of the Republican Party of the right. But that like literally like people like Joe Rogan and then Tucker Carlson are like sharing on their shows and stuff. And it's like DeSantis's press secretary spent like all day melting down about that story. Yeah, there's nothing like that on like. Like, I mean, there's nothing like that at all. Like, who is NBC, like, you know, like showing tweets of 
No, like, that's what, you're, wrong, you're wrong, buddy. You're wrong, babe. You never heard of Occupy Democrats. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, the Occupy Democrats. <laughs> Retweet if you think this mother should go to jail. Or like, Retweet if you think we should behead Russians in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was so tight, dude. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, man. I don't know, man. I think about it, too. And I'm like, man, like, if we see... Like, and when I say we, it's even hard to say we because there is no fucking left. I was talking well, about this with the friend. Like, there is no fucking like for me to say, like, but broadly speaking, short. That's like, the thing. We, yeah. No, I'm sorry, Aaron. Go ahead. No, I was just saying if we see like, like if we see like the media landscape to them, if we see like this culture war of ideas, then I mean, I don't know. I mean, is it really going to change anything? It seems like they're fucking winning at this already, whether we participate in or not. You know, I don't know. And what does that mean to participate in it? Does it mean black more black lives matter categories on Netflix and shit? Like, I don't know what it means for the left yeah. to participate in the culture war, you know? Well, I mean, it's weird because like earlier a second you said, like, you know, you take that basic premise, like there's a conspiracy or whatever um, against you and say, well, the conspiracy is capitalism. The, the interesting thing about that, though, is like where who are we talking to and where are we doing it? That's it's like, this is question of location that I just keep coming back to. It's like, mm. if you were to go, like, how would you even go to a person with a message at this point anyways? I mean, I guess you could stand on the street corner with the fucking, you know, soapbox and scream <laughs> yeah. at people. Um, that doesn't feel like that's really working anymore. Um, but the soap, you know, but like on online, it's not really doing the same. And then like, obviously like, the funny thing about the Bernie thing is that like canvassing was in itself a way to kind of get at the answer to this question. People were like, again, this kind of like vanguard intellectual class was like, how do we go and interface with the working people? And so it's like, yeah. well, we'll go knock on their doors. All right. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. We'll go knock on their doors. <laughs> and like and then like that didn't really work either. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. the, the left is kind of like and maybe the right faces this, too. Um, but well, I the right the, has institutions like churches and come like town hall meetings that they congregate at. You well, know? in media itself, like yeah. th they've because they wage the culture war in this way, they are much more like better positioned to like mobilize people because like if the problem that is making your life bad, the character on the Disney movie that gets a period, then like you can go and like turn out in the streets and fucking whatever. But like what how does like you know what I'm saying? So like that that's able to mobilize people. That's the location where it occurs. But like if you're on the left, like how do you go to a person and say, like, all right, <laughs> CMC Prime, MCM Prime, right? Uh money, commodity, money, uh times yeah. two. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. it's like it's not as it's not as like it's like the right, it almost seems like like just the culture in this country just like sort of uh the sort of in-bake like um like i don't know like patriarchy and racism and sexism and all that shit right like uh, it seems like it's so baked into this country and its apparatuses are readily like available to the right where it makes it much easier for them to peddle this shit you know whereas right. like on the left like the instant the institutions that exist like it's not really favorable for talking about an emancipatory Anti, I mean, they can't even say anti-capitalist because that's even far out of the question. I mean, I'm just talking about like they think about Medicare for all. Right. I know there was like a rally that people wanted to start during the pandemic and people were trying to push like, yo, we should rally for Medicare for all. 
Like nobody went to that shit, dude. Dude, nobody for nobody went to that shit at all, right? Historical atrocity that we went through. We to a million people died in two years. Mm. That's fucking insane. We went through that through a health crisis and did come out the other end with it, dude. I mean, I mean, seriously, like, yeah. How do you explain that, both in in the present moment and from the sort of like world historical perspective? That's yeah. fucking insane. But you know what? You did have anti-vaxxers that were at state houses, right? Like, you uh-huh. know, like, you know, that were there. So it's just like, dude, like they can they can get together and mobilize, like you said, so much easily over something that's seemingly just bullshit. Yet the left can't even whatever constitute. And I even even in like linguistically saying it, like when I say the right, I feel like I know who I'm talking about. When I say the left, I don't even have a conception of what that inquiry well, yeah and it <laughs> yeah, also yeah. it's it's hard to do because in some ways these people are themselves an op because like in yeah. some ways i have a hard time critiquing the left because i'm really scared and nervous of coming across as one of these people because you know yeah. like a post-left person like yeah the post-left yeah because like yeah. these the post-left are kind of in this group that they're explaining like th- there were mm-hmm. people in this story that he talked about that used to be on the left mm-hmm. and sort of matriculated over to the right you know what i'm saying so it's like it's hard to like critique it because it's like you don't want to come across as one of those people mm-hmm. um first of all and second of all it's like in some ways it feels unfair um, because like how how do you even critique something to the extent that it does exist that is so massive like kicking a puppy un- un- exactly it's <laughs> un- so underfunded and so small like in terms of numbers like yeah. it's so rapidly like hopeless in some ways man like I'm not saying like generally speaking but it does seem to be like like the sense of defeatism that's baked into the left where like sure the Republicans or the right is always like they all, they're always like losers right they're always sore losers and they're always whining but I think that they have conviction in like that one day they will succeed whereas like the broadly left it's like we're always self-flagellating right like we're always like thinking about I don't mean we but yeah I guess I do too right it's always like damn shit sucks I mean we're doing it right now right like damn uh-huh. shit sucks right now we don't got yeah, nothing planned you know I heard somebody call that the other day uh, bourgeois eschatology I think that's a good way to put it. You know what I mean? Oh shit, everything sucks so fucking bad. So I guess there's no sense in doing anything. So blah blah blah. And I, and, and present company included. I mean, I'm I'm the king of that, you know. But yeah. how, do oh, no. move, how do we move from the frivolous to the substantial? The frivolous being that bourgeois eschatology to the substantial, like mm. some sort of vision of the future for emancipation. It's no I had to look up eschatology. Uh, it's the part of theology is concerned with death, judgment, and the final destiny of the soul and of humankind. Yeah. Damn. Damn. But I mean, I don't know, man. Like, Terrence, you think you're on to something, man. I think like it's adopting this like healthy skepticism and distance, but I don't know, man. They're also like, they're just like employed, like in culture, not to say that people don't care about like what obviously people care about what school their kids go to, right? So this is all wrapped up. All this culture store, culture, culture war stuff seems to be wrapped up in the classroom, as you were saying, right? It's like, oh, this affects your your kids, the school your kids go to. This affects like your job and shit. But like, it's through the lens of culture, which is something that people, I don't know, man, just seem to be much more readily like excitable about. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like things that they like and enjoy, and they see as like part of a national fabric of culture. Like they get well, way more upset about that shit than something else, you know. 
we always we always have this discussion about like is politics downstream from culture is it reverse mm. is it what is it what is it and i think americans should get a special pass on that because of like like if even if you want to talk about like sort of mainstream political mm. theory like our soft power as a nation like hollywood and the uh-huh. cultural products mm. we put out can't like help our position in the world so it's like when we're talking about like oh well politics doesn't shape culture what shapes you know like what shapes mm. what like in america culture is unavoidable it's it's inextricably linked to the stuff and you have to engage it like that it's all in a way have. that you may not have to if you're like uh, belarusian you know what I mean? Dude, it's <laughs> honestly it's all we have did we lose oh, damn, aaron. We, lost, we lost aaron hold that thought for a sec <laughs> bum 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 Tell me what's gonna do. Yeah, my bad, man. My computer just that was really weird, man. It just glitched out and turned off. But yeah, my reach out for mixtapes. <laughs> that was back in the day, accurate days. I was a cold dude. I'm getting back to my ways. <laughs> dude, he's so weird. Oh shit! Terrence had a good thread. You say that run that back, Terrence. That was. Mm. Um, I was. We were talking about. Oh, okay. You were talking about like cultural, cultural media culture is this excitable thing. Like people mm. are more excitable about that. And Tom, you made the point that like in America, it's like inextricable, inextricable from the social experience. And my the point I was making is that I think part of it is because like last week we had read this story about how true crime, how rich people are donating their money to these organizations that solve true crime cases. You know what I mean? Mm. Like true crime cases on podcasts and stuff. Mm. And I, and in that story, there was a statistic about how more white people submit their, their spit or whatever for DNA testing than any other group, Mm. like white Americans. And, and I, we didn't like follow down that route. Like we didn't, explore that at all on the episode but i was thinking about it afterwards and i was like what why the fuck is that like that's very interesting and i think it's partially because i think that whiteness as a racial category is a kind of cultural annihilation like it's a Mm -hmm. it's the kind of like bargain like it's the Mm trade-off it's like yeah you get like material privileges and you don't get to get shot in the streets but you're nothing and no (laughs) yeah exactly yeah nothing you sort of become homogenous yeah right 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 yeah. in the way that like i guess that was forced upon black folks right because you, you mm. like black folks don't do the same thing white folks do where they talk about well i'm ghanaian or sierra leonean or whatever you know what i mean yeah. like but that, it's different in that it was stripped yes from them. whereas why like in whiteness well, it's, it's stripped from you but there's you get well, all you, these social privileges but it, didn't, with it. but it didn't work with black Americans, you know what yeah, I'm saying? It could, yeah, like I know exactly out. what you mean because, like, when the Irish first came here, I mean, do people know? Like, Irish cares came the nineteenth and twentieth century. They weren't considered white, right? Like, right. I guess, but like, once, but once, once they, they became were. fucking cops, <laughs> once hey. they assimilated, <laughs> it became cops. Whereas, hey, black- go, hey, go ahead, go ahead, mark it down. Aaron believes in the Irish for slaves too. Theory. <laughs> Bro, like that's such a good point though, because like with blackness, like you couldn't really you couldn't really do that, right? This is why we have like, you know, just like that's why American culture for what it is exists, it's like heavily, heavily infused with like black culture, right? Or just culture from anywhere but the United States. That, you know? That's 
it's like it's like it's it's whiteness is ultimately an attempt at a cultural annihilation. Yeah, and so I think yeah. that because America is mostly white Americans who mm-hmm. exists in that state, they have to cling to these m- products of mass media more than any other, you know, more yeah. than any other society, really, because it's all they fucking have. There is no white cultural experience once you're yeah. in that fucking uh, club. Again, it's a trade off. That's why every single one of them always fucking talks about their Cherokee great grandfather. It's yeah, like, like, I like, warn you. <laughs> and, and would be disturbed to know it was actually their sub Saharan African great 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 <laughs> and <laughs> not <Medi> Cherokee <laughs> or Mediterranean, probably. Like, right. it's like, you that's think, what's you so think bleak and depressing? Something that drives like the right insane. No, a common retort is like, is like, Oh, well, there's no white history month. There's that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, I'm not talking yeah. about from their intelligence. I'm talking about from their rank and file. Yeah, we're talking about we're talking about people that will like say, like, why? Why can't you say black lives matter too? like, mm-hmm. why is it that like just like, you know what I'm saying? Like you're putting black people on a pedestal. No, I see what you're saying, Tom. It's like get very defensive about that. They hate you know? themselves. If you read this, um, obviously, they think about this constantly. Mm. Like all ultimately, all their politics is is a set of like anxieties. Like if you read that piece I was talking about in Vanity Fair, like the self-loathing and hatred drips off of every one of them, like like (laughs) J.D. Vance, especially like because like the author like has this is like his second time, like meeting with with J.D. And like Mm. it was kind of an interesting look into his personality. And it's like this guy hates himself. All of Mm. these people have they're motivated by intense self-hatreds of the of of uh you know, being white, being at the, because mm. all of them are white, every single yeah, one yeah. of them. Um, yeah. ab- about, uh, and that's why Except they Ben all... Shapiro, apparently. Did you see that? <laughs> that Newsmax screen grab, it was like the, the black and intellectuals to the right. And it was I like saw... Dan Carson. <laughs> Herman Cain has been dead for two and a half years. Uh, the one sheriff, that. Sheriff Clark in Milwaukee, <laughs> and then Ben Shapiro. <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah. like you you couldn't find that many, so you had to go with a white guy and a dead man <laughs> and round out the, the panel. <laughs> but like they um, but like they like I was saying, they're motivated by intense self-loathing, and this is ultimately why every single one of them just keeps coming back to like the monarchist thing. They just need a strong daddy to put them in their place because they fucking hate themselves. I'm not saying like, I'm not kink shaming anyone who is a sub. That is the yeah, best. Yeah. <laughs> That's a different thing. I'm yeah. saying like, as an actor on the political like terrain, like someone who wants genuinely to be oppressed. That's what monarchy is. There's something yeah. with, with that person that you should not trust because they yeah. fucking hate themselves. So, Nobody so- wants to be oppressed. So let me ask you a question then, like, because I definitely do believe that the right is just a politics of self-loathing, right? They hate, like, they hate, like, being white. They hate the way that, like, I, I guess, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's some real, like, like Freudian type shit that you could probably get to. But why is it that they also talk about, how do you reconcile the fact that they talk about preserving, like, aspects of, like, American culture or white culture, right? Like, what is, is that just, like, a front? To, is that like a cynical front or is that something that like diam- like diametrically like they both believe in these two things at the same time? I think that they think that it's the reason society used to be, quote unquote, good and culture used to be, quote unquote, good. Like they're chasing mm. the cart. Right. Like they mm. they think that because the only thing they had for the longest time was mass culture 
because like they're again they're white they're miserable <laughs> they're at the top of society blah 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 mm. like because that's all they had and that started to sour like in their mouth you know it just mm. fucking went to ash in their mouth like then then they started like attacking reasons for wh- why they think that sort of went away why it was mm. being sort of disturbed and why they're like there is there are these like subversive and trans you know uh like mm-hmm. gender um ideas out there and all this other mm-hmm. stuff like they think that it's because the family dissolved mm-hmm. i think that that's what they think and they th- and like i guess they think that like by saying we're going to bring the family back like that's going to get people on their side but again like as tom you pointed out earlier like i still don't think ultimately at the end of the day that anything is guaranteed like these people are just as um, riven by their own contradictions as any other one, anyone else is like, mm-hmm. how are you going to appeal to people to bring the family back when most Americans don't even really remember that that was a, a thing, yeah. good or bad? Or, they don't attach anything to it. More than, than half are the are the children of divorce and abandonment <laughs> and everything else. It's like it's not really a strong thing, but I think it's like it's kind of like that Corey Robin definition of conservatism. I think he says mm. something like uh, it's like conservatism is like the felt experience of having power, seeing it threatened or have or it's perpetually being threatened and perpetually trying to win it back. And I think they see it the way they do that as like bringing it back to the family and all these things. But like it, it's a kind of a fiction because it was never with the family. Yeah, they're always mythologizing the past, man. They're always mythologizing this rosy past, whereas, like, you know, not only does the left reject the past because, you know, being aware of, like, biases, historical injustices and whatnot, but doesn't even really have a vision of the future, you know? But they can, like, look back at this future and tell people who weren't even born during that time, weren't alive during that time, that this was a better America, you know? This yeah. is when we had a national identity and a national character, I guess. Yeah. Well, and again, I think I wonder if the problem with that is, is that like people, people don't have a reference for that at all, really. Like mm-hmm. they wouldn't be able to look at it either positively or negatively, just because mm-hmm. maybe most people haven't experienced it at all. So I guess maybe people can sort of uh, conceive of it abstract. But at the same time, like there are obviously there are a lot of families, people, I mean, because no one is looking out for anyone in society, or at least it's not, Mm. that is not a trait that is encouraged in our society. Mm. Like families, all a lot of people have to fall back on. And so, and that's, and that's the part that does kind of scare me that like people, um, you know, say, I mean, I don't know. It's the whole like idea of abolishing the family and everything. Like it's one of those things that like, I would love to debate and talk about, but like, way way in the future it just feels like one of those things that like how could you even talk about it it's yeah like, how could you even talk about that now right like I mean, it's when, just so abstract yeah yeah and i mean yeah. something that i think makes like if that's something that you know you want to debate like on like a like like you can't even debate that on a national platform because that's only gonna justify everything that the right thinks about the left and i'm not saying that the left should it's not like i'm not saying that the left should be conscious necessarily of pissing off the right the way that the liberals are but it's just like you're saying terrence it's a non-starter you know you can't even have that conversation but also family is not bad for everybody exactly that too well, you know what i mean, mean I it's think like an like, amoral thing it's neither good i mean it can be bad it can be awful well right? i do oh i do also be very supportive and great <laughs> i do think that there is worth in asking whether it should be abolished when the p- question was first posed by like angles obviously we lived in a much different society 
So yeah. like, I think that like there are critiques of it that are valid and that that go beyond whether it's a good or bad experience for anybody. Like, I do think if you were to press me on an abstract, purely intellectual level, I do. I think it needs to be rethinked anyway. It's mm -hmm. like what, how we conceive mm -hmm. a family. But I don't like at the same time, it doesn't matter because like we're in a moment of crisis. And why the fuck? How could you have that is the thing I keep coming back to, too, in this article and that everybody comes back to is that like we are in a moment of crisis and. Um, and I don't even know if they believe that, like some of these mm. people, it seems like maybe they're just kind of garden variety, like edgelord accelerationists. Mm -hmm. And but like they're kind of like embracing the Unabomber stuff. They're all fucking nerds <laughs> and they like want to be Catholics again. Mm. And like, I mean, just shit that's just like not cool. But like they th to them, it's kind of more of an aesthetic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I can see how like a certain kind of intellectual in New York could be like. I'm monarchist now, like just to yeah. kind of like be maybe edgy or yeah, yeah. I don't know, just the next big thing or something. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of like I mean, I don't know, man. It, it, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. It's like when I was like a kid, uh, my best friend Pete was a Catholic, and I was really attracted to like ritual and ceremony when I was a kid because we just didn't really have it in the same way the church I grew up in. So I just went around telling people that I was like Catholic because I went to church with him one time because i liked uh, all the traffics of that that's what it kind of reminds me it's like you just kind of like do you really want to be catholic or do you are you just like attracted to ritual and ceremony in a way yeah, that like yeah, yeah. get out of it <laughs> yeah and aesthetic as well yeah 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 man i don't know well, i don't know man it just it just seems like on the one hand it's like we don't like i don't know terms because i'm thinking about like how do you combat that right like do you just like like, are there structural barriers while we can't ape what they're doing on the right? Is there like, I don't know, like a crisis of conviction? Like, I don't know, man, because it does seem like not to be down. I mean, you know, we guess we've been like melenting like the whole show, lamenting the whole show. But like, it does feel like they're winning, though, you know? Yeah, it does it, feel it, like they're winning, man. I have felt that for at least a month or two mm -hmm. now. I mean, honestly, like, yeah, at least since the stuff with Tanya happened, I've been feeling like, um, yeah. Like these people, like Tom put it best to me one day, like, and I don't know what this means, but, you know, Tom put it best. It's like these these people, they they fight in a different way. They're out to ruin lives. And ultimately, yeah. the, the left isn't out to do that. Like the, they are like, obviously, like the left is out to. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the left would be out to do to the extent that it even exists. Like, I guess, organize the working class, these sort of like vague well, um, principles or ideals, but like these yeah. these people, like they're out to ruin lives. I think like they're ultimately heartless, cruel people. Um, you, you know what it's like, man? It's like it's like I'm thinking about a you know because I'm a comic book nerd and I'm thinking about the 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 villains, the arch nemesis of Superman. That the ones that get to him the most are the ones that, and I'm not calling the left like Superman, like saintly, like you know, but the fact that people would even <laughs> like for me personally. Yo, I might politically disagree with you, but I still want you to have health care. I still want you to have a roof over your head, right? Like, the villains that attack Superman the hardest are the ones that understand that because of his care and concern for humanity, there are certain things that he won't do, whereas they fight dirty. They don't give a shit. They'll threaten the lives of the people that he loves, but he won't do something like that in, the, in return, right? So it's like, right. we're literally fighting with people that are willing to, like, gut you, and you're, like, you're using, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, like, like kitty gloves, you know? So it's like, how do you i'm not saying that the left should be willing to like 
Although I do not care. If you are somebody like the lips of TikTok shit, I don't, me personally, I don't give a shit what happens to chick if she gets docs or whatever. I don't know. I don't give a shit personally, right? But I still want people to be, I don't know. It's confusing, man. Like, it's confusing. Like, these people, they don't see their enemies in any sympathetic light at all, you know? They don't. Yeah. It's hard for me, too, because um, I I generally think uh, that, like, regardless of a person's personal beliefs and opinions, they shouldn't lose their job. If they're, like, a person, you know, who's having a hard time. You know what I mean? Like who, who is I think lips of TikTok should lose her job as as slumlord. I do. Think I, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think oh. things that I can't even say uh exactly Rufo and I will say this. I will say this. Especially so before I depart this mortal coil, I will smack that motherfucker right in front of his wife and kid. Hell yeah! I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna say. Oh, I'm gonna whoop it. I'll kill it, motherfucker. I ain't saying none of that shit. I will. I will smack him right in front of his wife. I want his kid to know what a bitch their father is. A very formative moment for that child's life. I'm not saying. I'm the. This is parody. Yes, how that actually occurs, but this is not parody. You, your children will know at some point in their lives the coward that their father was, and that he did not earn his living. Respectfully. Now, I, honorably, do, yeah. I don't earn my living honorably, but <laughs> yeah, you make no illusions about it. But I make you no claim to. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't pretend that this, that this, uh, that that what I do with this show or whether I write is like uh, uh, upholding or saving like America or some concept of America. Like this guy is a fucking coward, and these people are cynical cowards, man. You know, I'm straight up about what he do. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm man, studying I, Brazilian jiu-jitsu just so I can <laughs> fold that little pussy right in front of his child. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> and I put that on everything I love. I'm going to smack him. I mean, that, that, <laughs> in front of his child. Man. No, uh, say throw down, boy. You know, like like, uh, you know, like Kurt Russell does to to uh you know uh billy bob thornton's character in uh, well, tombstone i, yeah. <laughs> I know, said throw down boy <laughs> the thing about being a writer is if you're gonna write shit you have to back it up and yeah. everybody in whitesburg knows the tale of harry cottle getting his ass kicked on main street in whitesburg and honestly if you're gonna put anything out there you should have to stand by it in like if you're gonna put anything in the marketplace of ideas, you better be prepared to stand by in the marketplace physically. of physically yeah, physically the mar- <laughs> marketplace of getting that ass wool. <laughs> marketplace <of> ass whooping. Because <laughs> guess what? I'm gonna tell you something. Getting embarrassed in front of your wife and kid, that spins longer than any of that the as a currency, it spins longer than any like stupid ass thing you can put on Twitter. Listen. But the, the, the people of Gig Harbor, Washington, will know that you were a coward <laughs> and got the shit smacked out of you by top sex and you didn't do a goddamn thing about it. <laughs> Listen, man, all I'll say is, uh, uh, you know, when uh, Richard Spencer got knocked the fuck out, uh, he didn't want to go back out in public, man. He didn't want to. Sometimes, you know, I don't know. You know, yeah, no, it sometimes does. a motherfucker need to get his ass beat. Sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just saying, sometimes a motherfucker need to throw down and get the ass beat. Traditional family values that is one that I do believe in wholeheartedly. <laughs> a good old ass whooping, nah, packing do, an ass whooping. The, 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 yes, the character molding effects of packing an ass whooping. <laughs> I'm not saying it should be 
a, tr- a pattern, a regularity, th- something that happens yeah. often. Yeah. Because but every it, once in a while, you need to pack one. <laughs> <laughs> here's my here's my thing with Rufo though. It's like it's like I'm not going to sit here and claim I'm this, I'm that, I'm I'll fuck, whoop, all this thing. He has so viscerally rankled me though. Mm. He would have to kill me to get me to keep from tearing his flesh from the skeleton. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I would gouge his eyeballs out of his skull. If I saw it right now, I'm so angry. You know what I mean? I'm trying yeah. to work past that. I am. This is no. parody. Mm. Just if anybody's anybody with the legal degrees listening. But <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, see, this is the thing though, man. It's like, like you were saying, Terrence, we're not. I don't know, man. Maybe the left has to do some reckoning, man, because we're not fighting against people fighting fair. You know, there's like just all, the thing man. is, there's no left. Have a motherfucking yeah. like Congress. Call it like the first international Congress or whatever the fuck you yeah. want to call it. Yeah. Just fucking meet at a place yeah. and say, this is what we're going to do for the next year. Like yeah. true billies can't do that, obviously. But there are fucking yeah. people with money out there. That's how they yeah. used to do it in the Mexican Revolution. They just said, all right, we're going to have a Continental Congress or some shit. If you, if you want to overthrow the government or you want to change <laughs> things, just come and we'll fucking sit yeah. in a room and talk about it and smoke fucking cigars and like yeah. wear crazy yeah. hats. Oh, and then also, too, you have Pancho Villa and, and Emiliano Zapata were also like going and taking rich people's money and stuff. Bandito yeah. style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's how they fund that shit. <laughs> it's just like all all institutions and everything <clears throat> have been completely worn down on the left. I don't even know who the fuck could do that. I mean, I guess you, you could be like <laughs> you either need rich people a la uh, uh, angles or you need uh, benevolent gangsters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> a la Pancho Villa. Little thing is that you like like we were saying before is like because once because like once it gets to like a certain like a um, policy recommendation that the left has or whatever once it gets to like a certain point like in that ngo nonprofit and like also like actual like people who hold power in office like it just fizzles out man like we need somebody who's either going to be committed to the shit all the way through or we yeah. just need to like like what you were saying tom we need to just like loot the houses you know and take the fucking money you know? you're right dude if you were to call like a fucking continental congress or whatever the fuck dumb bullshit i just yeah. said you would just get the same yeah, usual you get the same people picking at the carcass the same you people the picking same, at the carcass exactly yeah. you get the, all the same people and like they would just say all the same things um yeah, I don't know, man. No, nah, that's why you stand out the Continental uh, Congress. Arm the fuck up. You can't let no libs in. Nobody, nobody who looks like they work for an NGO can come in. Nobody who looks like they uh, they they, uh, they serve all this kick coming. You just bar these motherfuckers from coming. I'm, th- I'm still calling for a righteous gangsterismo with insanity characteristics. <laughs> we need we need loons and gangsters and thieves and but with, like, but with like a heart toward the working class. I'm, yeah, we do. I'm, in agreement with you you need people who you're right you, they're just they got the look they've got crazy yeah. eyes like i don't know what's gonna happen afterwards like will they burn my house down after this yeah. yes you need a little bit of lunacy some wild card yeah as we yeah, said yeah. on the patreon you're right and that's the and that's kind of what i was getting at with like the the idea earlier of mm-hmm. of like a larger sort of like op or or a conspiracy or whatever it's just like a lot of people can talk on those terms. They understand. Mm. A lot of people are crazy. I mean, that's mm. you gotta embrace it. You just gotta embrace yeah. the crazy. You just gotta embrace the crazy, man. <laughs> the rights embrace it. They always embrace <laughs> it. We try to shut it away as if there's like 
this rational like well there could be this rational way like the world works a way to develop it and that could be like argued about but nah man just embrace the crazy and just like i don't know yeah i mean maybe there's nothing wrong with that word maybe and maybe maybe all of our rationalist explanations for how the world got to be the way it is no no I'm, i'm not ready to go that far the thing is is that um that's i guess that's the difficult part right it's like, how do you actually translate uh, a lot of these like really sophisticated and complex theories into like a way that is a, a sort of a digestible form that people yeah. I know ingest and say, oh, OK, yeah. that tastes yeah. good. And now yeah. I'm going to want to burn down the police. Yeah. Yeah, because these motherfuckers on the right ready to throw down because of like a non-binary Eminem or some shit like that, you know? Yeah. Like that gets them so excited, that one little thing. But like, what yeah. do you do? You'd be like, hey, uh, brother, have you heard the good word of Karl oh. Marx? You want to know? <laughs> you don't want to know why your life sucks under advanced commodity production? No, you can't. You can't do that. Well, that's kind of what I was talking about. Like, I think it's because their lives are ultimately completely vapid. This is a mm. vacuum, a void. Like they just yeah. like if you were them, like. And like the only cultural experience, social experience you have is through products and brands. But all the brands are slowly being like, we're embracing all this stuff that like I either haven't thought about or that I actively despise because I'm a bigot. Like you would probably start to start feeling more and more suffocated. And like that's when people start doing crazy stuff, you know, like. But at the same time, maybe people don't give a shit. I mean, I would imagine that people are still fucking eating M&Ms regardless. Like, well, that's the thing about that's the thing about like uh, Americans, man, or just like even as like a leftist. Right. Because, you know, I could say I'm on the left, but I mean, not only do I still participate in capitalism, obviously, but like like even in a materialistic way, like how the fuck can I talk shit when I have like 30 pairs of Nikes in my closet, you know, but the right is also able to do the same thing. Like they'll talk shit. I mean, sometimes they'll burn like nike jerseys or shoes like i remember there was that thing where they were burning or destroying products that were like too woke but ultimately though that shit doesn't last very long and these people will continue to buy those products right well, and those people like, are also mm. like actual millionaires and you make like exactly <laughs> exactly right, exactly right, right. exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah man i don't know dude like they they just they're just playing a dirtier more cynical game that maybe maybe you're right terrence maybe the left should get in on that um i mean I don't know. I read that Ferrante Neapolitan series and like in that book. It was fuck. it was tight as like the communists would just get baseball bats and like, let's just go beat the fuck out of some like fascists today. <laughs> like yeah, That was their yeah. fun time. And I was like, yeah. well, you know, like this, I don't think there's <laughs> anything is, wrong with that. <laughs> that is true. We've kind of developed a defensive mindset instead of offense. Yeah, Our yeah. offense is offensive. <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Oh shit, man! I don't know, man. I don't have any answers. I got no answers. The article was pretty good. Go check it out. I got no answers. Uh, that's the frustrating thing. It's like you you expect to like want to talk about this stuff and be able to have an answer, but it could just be that the historical conditions aren't the the winds aren't blowing in our favor right now. So you just gotta right hold your on. Uh, you know, yeah. your hold on to the masthead in the in the storm as the storm blows. Just hold on, and then uh, just to illustrate uh, how bad the winds are right now, it's like <laughs> what we have is like, uh, like you know, these big squabbles. We have an awful like uh, billionaire petrogark tyrant in Putin attacking this place with like that has all this lip support, but also has a Nazi problem in their closet and all this stuff. <laughs> 
And at home, we have Ron DeSantis going after Disney. And then on the Disney, and it's like, just let, let the phrase <laughs> Disney self-governance in peril <laughs> after Florida House vote. Like that's not good either. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we have nobody to root in all of today in all of today's struggles. We have nobody to root for. No, no, man. There have been, uh, a, been a couple. There's not. I'm trying to think of recent. Good things. Recent, do what? You say recent good things. Yeah, I feel like there's been a few. The Amazon, the Amazon, I mean, the Amazon universities. Yeah, AOU's a good thing. You could get behind that pretty. You know what I mean? That's yeah. that, no, no. the Starbucks stuff. All that's great. Yeah, that's great. I shouldn't say that. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, was, you know. Go ahead, go ahead, Terrence. No, I don't have anything to say. I was just going to. No, I, I was going to say, though, is like, you know, I guess last thing I'll say, too, is like, I guess there are good things happening. But it's against the backdrop of so much bad shit going on that happens much more quickly, you know, much more often. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, you know, I guess I got to take, you know, take the W's where I can. But there's a lot of L's, man. Well, that's the thing, though, like the things like the mediums and instruments we go to every day to take in news. They're all run by the same sort of larger liberal hegemonic capitalist Mm. um, society. And so, like, it's only going to present news to us that's bad. There is nothing that, like, really presents, like, the, like, the constellation of good news in a way that says, like, look, here's... And, like, maybe that's not the case. Maybe you just need someone who's an unrelenting optimist. I'm not an optimist. Maybe if I was, this show could just be me getting on every week and being like, this is the great thing that happened this week. <laughs> but I yeah. like I have and I'm working on this. I need to work on this. I need to stop being such a pessimist and say, like, look, there are good things. <laughs> yeah, there are good things happening. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. I mean I, something's got to give. Something's got to give, though, you know, eventually, man. I mean, we're just not. And who knows? It could be sooner than we realize. But, you know, we're just not the winds of change aren't there yet, man. Yeah, that's the thing. It's and it's a lot of this could just be contingency. I mean, crazy shit happens just because like the butterfly effect, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Like Gravrilo Princip walking out of the coffee shop and the SAR or whatever, like his car broke down in front of his cafe. And just as like earlier, he tried to assassinate him. Uh, was it Franz Ferdinand? Yeah, Franz Ferdinand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just like a just a complete coincidence. He just walks out of his coffee shop, and there's the guy he was try- he failed to assassinate earlier in the day. Just blah blah. Yeah. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you imagine how lucky he was, man, to catch that body. God damn. Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like you don't God get damn. many second chances in this life. Kids. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> You don't, but when you do, it alters the course of history, yeah. like forever. The, the odd, yeah. Like the odds that his car would like break down in front of that. Yeah. <laughs> so many things had to the stars had to align so perfectly for that to happen. Yeah, we we just got to hit like this like uh, uh, unprecedented, uh, unimaginably rare cosmic event, man. You know, it'll be all right. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, uh, that's probably that calls it for today. Um, if you all want to continue listening, go to the Patreon. We've been putting out we've been putting out fire on the Patreon lately. So go check out the yeah. Patreon. Um, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Trillbilly Workers Party. Um, I think that's all I've got to plug for now. Anything else? Anything you guys want to plug? 
No. Uh, yeah, I, I've gotten. I'd never have anything going on. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> no, me neither. I had plans to talk the entire episode about Batman. I did not plan to talk about the right wing. So maybe we can do that. I like. I like episodes like this where we just talk through stuff without making pronouncements about things. But I do feel strongly yeah. about. Uh, my new philosophy of righteous gangsterismo with insane characteristics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna flesh that out a little bit more. Yeah, we do. We do need like some whimsical, but like like uncanny and really incredibly dangerous with left wing sympathies. He probably wears like a nice suit, you know. Just like you, you like hear about like these documents on the left that like you know uh, the poor Huron statement. Or, you know, the, even the Communist Manifesto, mm. Tom Sexton's old, like inaugural message into sexism, righteous gangsterismo with insane characteristics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that like that's your monograph, like your pamphlet that you've put. It's like dropped on the marketplace. <laughs> by the, sort of like Our- Thomas Paine, like rights of man or uh, common <laughs> yeah. sense or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> It's just going to open up with my screed about smacking roof on. Some people need smack. <laughs> yeah, damn. <laughs> oh, my God. There's a righteous fist haunting the Puget Sound of Washington State. <laughs> righteous, righteous right hook. Oh, righteous yeah. right hook. Right. A small bit of cosmic justice that his name appears beside Tom Ken Pinion's. The guy that had his uh, got peritonitis from getting fucked in the ass by a horse in what's called the Newman Claw Horse Incident. As, fa- as under the notable residence tab of Gig Harbor, Washington, Chris Rufo right beside Ken, Mr. Hand's Pinion. I feel like I feel like I feel like that's a, I feel like that's a, that's fortuitous, but it's not it's not a mistake. Uh, yeah. Christopher Mr. Law gave Hand. me a little something. Christopher <laughs> hitting these hands, Rufo is right above Ken, Mr. Hands. <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Hands yeah. One's Mr. Hands and one's Mr. Fixing to get these hands. He was fixing to get these hands, motherfucker. <laughs> God damn. Uh, all right. Well, let's call it, fellas. Thanks for listening, everybody. Go check out the Patreon. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Peace out.